We're live, y'all are on, and this is Bahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah
talent. Um, watch these pay-per-views that they put on because really it's a two-hour tight show of just nonstop action and like all the matches deliver, you know? They do well, man. Yeah, so that day basically started at 12 with their pre-show. So you're starting your wrestling day at noon up until WrestleMania, which didn't go off the air until midnight. It was after midnight, but let's just, for conservative sake, let's just say midnight. So that's 12 hours. Sunday, you get another, what? So it started at... Six. Six. When yeah, until, you gotta add the... Well... Yeah, the pre-show starts the at pre-show, six. There's, I mean... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wrestling. The coverage counts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, from 6 until, I think it went until about 12 that night, too. Mm -hmm. The second night. Mm -hmm. So that's another 6 hours, plus a 3-hour Monday Night Raw. 25 hours of wrestling. Oh, my. It was exhausting, but I loved every minute of it. Uh, Not even, not even going front. Um, but you know, let's recap WrestleMania. Nels, um, this let's was our first time in quite a while not being able to watch it together, uh, Sadly. which was a bummer. But I'm it's good because I'm I'm interested to hear some of your takes on some of these matches because we didn't really discuss in we person in the moment. Um, overall, I must say I really enjoyed WrestleMania this year. I thought both nights were entertaining as fuck. Um, I thought there was a good amount of matches that exceeded expectations. Mm -hmm. I also think there was a few matches that didn't live up to the the hype. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, let's just go through them. We'll start with night one. Um, To start the pay-per-view off, started with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships being defended, the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, unfortunately, this match was, was looking good. Uh, Rick Boogs gets injured mid-match, uh, a very legitimate injury. He had one of the Usos up on his shoulders in a fireman's carry. And then the other Uso came and Rick Boogs got him up, which apparently, because uh, Pat McAfee was talking about it on a show, Rick Boogs does, does a lot. Like this isn't that wasn't like his first time trying it. Like it's something that like he regularly does. So this really kind of was just a freak thing. But his knee bl- gives out uh, while he's holding them up. Apparently he uh, tore his patellar tendon. His, really? And that and tore his entire quad off the bone. What the hell? Yeah. So he's going to be out for a considerable amount of time. Uh, But I will say with an injury like that, he took it like a champ because I didn't think it was that serious. But then again, Triple H also tore his quad off the bone and finished the match. So we, they're they're built a little different than we are. (laughs) Big facts. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, if my patella and my quad go, Boy, you're going to see me crying and boo. <laughs> Boy, you're going to see me all over the place. Okay? You see me break a nail, I cry like a little hoe. Right. 
So <laughs> it's it's interesting because um, there was people people really thought that Boogs and Shinsuke had a chance to win the titles off off the Usos here. They had uh, they had they had a lot of heat. They had good heat. Yeah. So good it good it looked like you know once that injury happened and they had to call an audible. I think I think the ref said, "Hey, no, he's hurt for real." We got to go a different way yeah, because what's the point of Shinsuke winning the titles if he's just going to have to relinquish it? Yeah, because it hurt. Facts. Right. So mm-hmm. Usos retained, which ends up, you know, spoiler alert, working out in the long run. Uh, but uh, moving on after that match, we had probably the match I wanted to see the least. Uh, Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Honestly, like I hated this storyline. I hate what they're doing with Drew. Um, you know, Happy Corbin. I'm, I'm a. I preferred Sad Corbin was funny. <laughs> um, I think I'd be happier with Happy Corbin if he didn't have like this Madcap Moss dude with him. Like he kind of does. Madcap, yeah, he's he's necess- He's not necessarily helping his. Uh, yeah. His there. Yeah. I'm so, not a fan of his at all. You know, so Drew McIntyre wins like, you know, he was going to. And then I guess WWE wanted to prove that the sword was sharp, so he cut through the two ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, but still, like, he's, he's not going to stab somebody with it. Like, yeah, it's sharp. Ooh. You know, I, I think I think the sword would have been a cooler thing if it was incorporated in his costume, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think the sword would be cooler if it just wasn't forced down our throats. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. The sword by itself, the sword with no explanation needed would have been cool. Right. Like just him just walking up with a big ass sword and his whole fit being changed, I would have been like, oh, bet. That's lit. But the fact that it's this thing and it became a prop in a in a storyline. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Like, I, I really don't. I don't. I don't want to see the sword anymore. Right, I don't. Shit, it, okay, it cut the it cut the rope. Great swords are supposed to be sharp. That's kind of why they eventually <laughs> did away with the uh, the Undertaker urn. It became a point where it's like, okay, this is just a prop at this point. Like, why? Like, what? Facts. What are we doing? Yeah, man. It, it, it gets it gets a little aggy. You know what I'm saying? And I think WWE's biggest issue is is that ability to not like when they're you know they I think what the problem is here. And I think I figured it out watching WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. WWE is an either or. When they're hot, they're hot. When they're not, they're not. <laughs> There's no in between where it's like, mm, we can manage that. Like, that's okay. Nah, bro. It's, mm-mm. Right. that ain't it, Chief. That ain't it at all. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's I feel that's what they're they're going through right now with uh that's what they're going through right now with McIntyre. I feel like McIntyre's got so much potential, but it's like since he's lost his heat, it's just been trash after trash with him. And I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair. And that sword is I think that sword is perfectly indicative of what they've been doing with McIntyre so far. This man mm-hmm. went from being think about this for a second. For like for one quick second, this man literally was the WWE champion. Not only not only was he the WWE champion, 
remember that we also had him pegged as potentially the top guy because we were mm-hmm. sick and tired of Roman Reigns at that time. Right. And McIntyre really remember you and I personally was talking about him like, hey, remember that that uh, training video of him in Scotland or whatever mm-hmm. when he was outside was, in the rain. We thought that was the best shit ever. Yeah. And we really was like, okay, we like what they're doing with this direction. He's a little real with it, whatever. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And they dropped the ball with him, bro. They dropped yeah. the ball. It's crazy how quickly, you know, your spot on the card changes. <laughs> real talk, bro. Yeah. Real talk. Uh, to keep things moving along, up next we had uh, the Miz and Logan Paul versus Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Um, this was actually the first really good match of uh, WrestleMania Night One. Uh, oh, did I even say who won that last match? Yeah, I said Drew McIntyre won. Okay, yeah. So this match, um, Miz and Logan Paul won. Logan Paul, very impressive in his uh, in-ring debut. Um, he got a lot of good heel heat doing Eddie Guerrero's Three Amigos and then going up on the top rope doing the little shoulder shimmy and um, hitting the frog splash. Uh, yeah, good heel heat. And then The Miz with almost uh, just a one-night-only babyface turn hitting uh, Logan Paul with his finisher and clearing it. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was just a really fun match to watch. I think everybody just did a good job. What'd you guys think? I think the match was great, man. I mean, hey, Willie. What's up, man? Yeah, How you gotta doing? introduce yourself, but you're just gonna start talking, bro. You What's gotta up? at least say hi. Yeah, I just gotta Oh, excuse me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Super Bowl winning champion. Willie. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy got a ring. Ooh. Yes, sir. Ooh. Tainted season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now, um, but, now you can but tell no, us what you I really um I really I'll ignore my singing by the way. <laughs> but um <laughs> I really like the Miz, man. The Miz was entertaining. The Miz the Miz like he really works well with these guys, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. He's yeah. always working well. And, like, he's never going to be jobless. Right. I mean, and he he's a safe worker, too. You don't hear about Miz injuring people ever. No. Like, yeah, like, and because you, you know he takes it seriously. and He's like a perfectionist, yeah. too. Yeah. Very much so. Um. Yeah, but no, it was cool. Um, I'm still waiting for Dominic to turn on his daddy. Right? Uh, I know, because even like, on Monday. <laughs> I feel like it's going to get to the point where he's going to do it and nobody's going to care. Because they're like, bro, we've been waiting for this for so fucking long. Like, I don't even care at this point. Like, I know, because like it was like they, they don't even hint at it. <laughs> it's not even fun. Yeah, like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for like the slightest little like side eye. And it's like, no, like, y'all are just fine. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Like, <laughs> it's like, ew. I, I just want to. I just. I just wanted to say that, you know, as much as we think that these individuals are annoying or whatever the case may be, listen, freaking, um, 
them Paul boys are kind of athletic, dog. <laughs> what? Bro, they're, athletic they're, they're, suck, kind, bro. They're, they're, kind, they're kind of athletic, dog. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. He did a good job. He could, no, he he could do this. Job. He really, he legitimately could be a wrestler. Like he, he looked you know, the part. The ring gear was fire. Yeah, like no, listen, bruh, listen. First and foremost, first and foremost, I think what it is is like you see these guys come in on a celebrity status. And I think we're starting to see a trend flip a little bit where like these wrestlers had to mold their fight, their wrestling to the celebrities. Mm-hmm. But now what we've seen recently is these celebrities molding their wrestling to the, to the actual wrestlers, mm-hmm. right? Like, bro, like he was selling. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He did the moves thoroughly. Oh, like uh-huh. he did what he, he did his, he did his thing. At first. What do you, what do y'all think? At first he was punching the shit out of Ray. Like at, at like the very beginning of the match, but but right. then he started to get it, man. But he looked great. Like I was like, I I really thought like they could continue something with him in the Miz, but I was like, of course he's gonna have this like turn. Right. I mean, I think that's probably gonna be setting up something for like SummerSlam. Most likely, mm-hmm. he'll probably come back and he'll fight the Miz or something. That'd be great. Um, but uh, but no, I I think. I think that Logan Paul did an excellent job. I think that at some point, Miz probably said, take your time. Mm-hmm. Because, like, towards, the, like, from, like, the middle through the rest of the match, like, his timing was great. Like, his pauses just to let the crowd build in certain moments was great. Like, when he was doing the three amigos, how he laid there for a mm-hmm. second. Then he slowly brought the leg up and turned and got up. It's like, okay, he could have rushed through that, right. but he took his time. Because the crowd, it was pissing the crowd off knowing that he was about to do that shit. <laughs> so, like, it, no, I think, and I, you gotta, I'm sure you gotta give Miz credit for, for that because Miz was the one training with him. So, right. teaching him that stuff, because that's honestly, that's more important than anything. Right. You can do as many good moves as you want, but if you can't sell and if you can't, like, build the crowd, like, you're not going to do anything. That's facts, bro. Yeah, so he did really well. Um, let's keep it moving. After that match, we had um, what, honestly, definitely my match of the night for this night, but honestly, it's probably my match of the entire WrestleMania as a whole. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch uh, versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair picking up the win. Great match. Yeah. I love that they teased that quick Becky went from SummerSlam like it was about yeah. to happen again in this match because Becky hit her finisher early on. Um, but Bianca kicked out, and then their timing, everything. Honestly, Ooh. the match felt so fluid uh, all the way through. They took big bumps from each other. Um, it was violent. Um Bianca, credit to her catching that that, that boot from from Becky, like legitimately in the eye and getting a black eye as a result <laughs> bro, of it. Did you see her eye on the um, <laughs> Yes, bro. Like, shout out to her. But honestly, they both did a great job. They sold for each other, and like it, very good match. 
Very good match. Um, and yeah, shout they, out, they, shout they, out to Bianca. Really shout out really to good. yeah, shout out to Bianca being able to basically be put in the same position two years in a row and the crowd not turn on you, right? Yeah, because the crowd could have easily been like, "You guys are giving us the same story as last exactly. year." Here she is, you know, fighting for the title at WrestleMania two years in a row and winning it two years in a row. They could have easily been like, "Boo!" But no, like the people were genuinely behind Bianca. And I think a lot of that's because of how bullshit of a reason why she lost it in the first place. Um, Yeah. So I don't know how long she'll have the title, but uh, hopefully she'll be able to do some good things while she has it. Facts. Um, You know, I think what, what I really appreciated about it too, I think it showed it highlighted to me anyway, like the progression of Becky. Yeah. She was snapping. Bro, she she looked great. She was snapping, dog. And I was I, like, yo. I imagine she trains with her husband a lot. Oh yeah. Had listen. Had to. Had to. Like, you it, know it, Seth, you know Seth's gonna make sure she's on point. You can see yeah. it. You can absolutely Bro, see it. I mean, it's, it's it's wonderful to see. It's wonderful to see. I think, like, I think what what makes it more interesting than anything is that um, her countering looked more realistic than it ever has. Yeah. Um, her selling her character, she's really fallen into the heel role really well. Um, and you know, I thought they told a really good story because at the end of the day, Bianca didn't look weak. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? It it looked like she figured out her way to win, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I liked. Yeah, yeah. So no, that match was fire. Um, after that, we had Seth Rollins versus who could it be? Bro, <laughs> that- it is the return of the prodigal son, Cody Rhodes. Uh, the American Nightmare, um, making his re-debut in WWE. Um, he got his full presentation that he had with AEW, like the lighting, the pyro, the music, everything. Uh, was basically identical to what he had going on in AEW. Uh, so good for him. Match, honestly. Second best match of the night, in my opinion, and maybe my second best of the whole show. I think these two matches might have been the best of the entire WrestleMania, uh, in my opinion. I, uh, go for it. I don't it. know. I I'm a Cody I'm a Cody Rhodes stand. I like. I, I'm like wow. Like he just looked great on um. Yeah. Like he looked great on Saturday, and I was like wow. I was like, wow, the whole match. I was just like, he looks even better than than yeah. he did. And I was just like, and that and like and then like on Monday, and I was just like the promo on Monday, I was just like, Wow, you're you're really killing it right now. And then when he said that um Triple H was his hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um uh, no, I mean He's grown so much since he's left WWE. I think, honestly, leaving was the best thing he could have done. Because he was able to expand his horizons. He went over to TNA, Ring of Honor, AEW. Right. You know, he was in Japan for a little bit. 
and like said he'd be able to experience those things because he really didn't the first time around. He basically went right to WWE once he was like old enough and ready to go out there, yeah. you know. I also think I also think that um, he found confidence. Yeah, he's always he was always good. Mm-hmm. I just think he never took his place and was able to be like, "Hey, like I'm nice with it." So, you know, get me right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, not first off, not only am I fucking wrestling royalty, yeah, <laughs> I'm probably nicer than eighty to ninety percent of your roster. You see what I can do? You see me on a bad day, yeah, bitches. Give me, <laughs> flip me right. up. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I honestly, I, I think that's the most important thing is being able to know your worth. You know what I'm saying? And I think also on top of it too, I think like some people being proven wrong. Like when he did go to AEW, he did his thing. And I think he proved a lot of people wrong. You know, because I know, you know, the thing around the way was like, you know, he didn't necessarily quote unquote have what it takes. And it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? I think everybody who wrestles quote unquote has what it has what it what it takes. I think the push matters. You know what I'm saying? Like Think about the guys like it's always funny, and, and I, I challenge those wrestling fans to do this. All the guys who are like top notch guys now, like even in the past couple of years, like your John Cena's, your Seth Rollins, your Randy Orton's, go back and watch their debut match. Mm. All of them go back and watch all of their debut matches and tell me which ones that you saw from Jump Street you were like, oh yeah, this is the guy. Like all of the guys came in relatively on the same footing. You know, I think what sets them apart is knowing their worth. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it. People shit on John Cena all the time and say, oh, John Cena is a burial machine or whatever. And it's like, well, you can flip the perspective and say, Jit knows his worth. He feels like somebody's a threat to him or he feels like somebody can't really wrestle with him in the ring. He goes and he tells Vince straight up, hey, Vince, like, I'm not wrestling with this Jit or I think he's trash. Vince, it's really up to Vince and whoever else to be like either, A, I disagree with mm-hmm. you or you know, B, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? But we, we got to be honest here. It's not like John Cena was the best wrestler at his peak. He just had a lot of swagger and, and, and he and he had a lot of confidence. He knew yeah. himself. And, and you can see that in Cody Rhodes. You saw it in the match. For, for you to fight in ring with Seth Rollins and we're paying more attention to you than Seth Rollins, yeah. you got some juice. You got some juice. Yeah. Because Seth is, Seth is my favorite current wrestler. Now. Yeah, I was about to say, that's not to take anything away from no. his dance partner, because Seth did yeah. incredible in that match, yeah. Like, Seth, like, yeah. I, I thought Seth had the match won multiple times. Like, it... I thought <laughs> both uh, both ways, I was like, uh, they had me hanging on every near fall. Right. And then, like, when Cody kicked out of, like, the Falcon Arrow, I'm like, man, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah they, they did their thing. Very good match. Um, um, f- and those two matches were hard acts to follow, but uh, it was inevitable for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Um, Charlotte retained here. Um, it was a hard-hitting match, and it was good. 
I don't know. I just, I just, uh, it was, I, it was like, like I, I really liked, like, I would say Rhonda has gotten better. Like her skill set yeah. is a definitely improved, but like, I, and I really liked. Um, actually, there was like that really good back and forth when like they went um back and forth with um those submissions. Like when they went back and forth with mm-hmm. like the, um the figure eight into like the um like the arm bar that that was pretty dope, um, but we kind of knew it was gonna end in 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 something like something was going to happen where it was not gonna be a clean win, right? E- like either way, uh, I, I I mean I really could do without either one of them. Honestly, I, I, watched, I watched the match and I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I would never sit there and say it was a bad match, but like, it was good. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah it, literally. Literally. That's how I felt. I was like, okay. Match was over. And I was like, I mean, yeah. yeah y'all, I was, did, y'all did exactly what y'all was supposed to do. I literally but, the whole time was like, all right, is it time for Stone Cold? Yeah, right? yeah bro. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which leads us to the main event, uh, the KO show with special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, turned into a you know a match, obviously, but uh, oh man, this was awesome! Awesome, <laughs> like every nostalgic bone in my body just felt like amazing. Um, you know, and the match wasn't even like a quick match. Like it was like a solid like fifteen to twenty no minute way. match. Like the man, the man took his first bump on the concrete floor, right? Taking that suplex from from Kevin Owens, super amazing. Like, bro, Stone Cold's so cool, dog. Drinking beer throughout the match, like opening new beers, taking some sips and leaving it down, and like continuing to whip that ass. Like, fuck, bro. Yeah. It was definitely that man fun. had like thirty beers, probably forty. Yeah, man. Like you, you. There's no way you could tell me. Oh, I hated that. Like, come on, right? Literally, come on, come on. Like, bro, it, like, it, was, it was, it was great. Yeah, you don't I, like I, wrestling. If you didn't like that, you don't like wrestling. I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, the bottom line here is is you know Stone Cold, you know his age. You know about the knees. The fact that he was able to put that together, shout out to him. Number yeah. two, the fact that Owens was able to find a good balance to be able to make him look as good as he did, shout out to him. A thousand percent. I mean, that was his, that's his hero. Exactly. That was lit. I enjoyed every second of it. Big facts. Um... You know, so that kind of left uh, a great taste in our mouth leading into to night two. <laughs> um, and then night two, you know, it started off hot. It started off with the, uh, well, actually it started off with Triple H uh, coming out to open the show. Welcome everybody to WrestleMania and officially retired by leaving his wrestling boots in the ring. Um, sad man. Like it was just like a, a sad realization. Like it's it's really done. 
Um, yeah. So that was kind of a, one of those sobering moments, but, uh, but yeah, so the first match right out of the gate was the raw tag team championship match. Um, triple threat RK bro defending their titles against the street profits and alpha Academy. Um, man, <laughs> yeah, really good match. Um, you know, the, the finish with, Riddle hitting that springboard RKO from the top nice rope, and then and then Randy following it up by catching Chad Gable off the top rope with the uh, the RKO. Um, yeah, man, honestly, just fun, energetic match. Uh, Street Profits perform like they oh. always do. Montez Ford is a fucking star, yes. man. Like he. Bro, that's it. That's they got Anton it. off the top. That's not, bro. When he you talking about when he clears the yes. turnbuckle to go outside? I that was shit's like, wild. Bro, like in clear. Um, I'm like, yo, like you're you're off the ground, bro. Like that's just crazy. Riddle Riddle's gonna be Riddle is going to be uh is gonna be a WWE champion. Easily. It'll happen. But it'll happen. Yeah. But the only thing is, though, I just feel like there's too many people in line. Yeah, uh, I think he'll leapfrog a lot of them. To be honest with you, he's just got so much talent. He's got a lot of ability. He doesn't complain. He just does his job. And and here's what's going to help him the most. Mm-hmm. He's going to have the endorsement of Randy Orton, and that means a lot. And you can tell by the way that he wrestles now, certain things that he's added, he's got a little he's got a little Randy in him. Oh, for sure. Right. I it just it, you know, it just goes to show like those tag teams where you can get like a young rising star and kind of team him with uh you can team him with a uh like a legend or somebody who's really serviceable, it goes a long way. Facts. Um, yeah, so RK Bro retains. Uh, we'll see what happens with them going forward. Uh, up next, we had Bobby Lashley versus Omos. I really didn't care. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was um, regular. <laughs> Lashley won. I mean, I mean, okay, I will say one cool thing was like when he like um hit the hit the suplex on um Omos. But other than that, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I was just um, what was what was more interesting was what happened Monday night on Raw when Bobby Lashley was out there in the ring with MVP. Omos comes out, and then MVP turns on Bobby Lashley, hitting him with the cane, and uh aligning himself with Omos. Right. Um, which I'm not crazy about because Bobby Lashley needs a mouthpiece. Yeah. Like I don't I don't mind a face Lashley, but I feel like he still needs somebody to talk for him. And then I'm just not really a fan of Omos. Like he can't really do much in the ring. No. I, I get you're a big man, but we've seen athletic big men in the WWE. Exactly. So 
But he's not even athletic. No. Who did I right. him This at? man has no moves. He's not athletic. <laughs> this... He's he's shit is capping. Has... I'm tired of seeing his ass wrestling, bro. Let his stupid ass go. No offense, bro. Like you probably whoop my ass in real life, but let's be real, bro. If you if you listen to this, but you probably don't, don't lie to yourself. Like, don't play yourself, bro. You know what you are. <laughs> Real talk, bro. Like, that don't make me mad. Like, I'm tired of seeing the super huge. We really let Braun Strowman go for that? No, that's that's fact. Right. Come on, bro. That's right. wild to me, dog. That, that's that, what they, that's that, what they that's, don't want to talk about. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if we really want to talk about the pressing issues here, right. let's talk about that. You should. Yeah, we um, let that man go for that. For that. Right, right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. Uh, up next, probably one of the most entertaining matches of the weekend. The Anything Goes match. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Um, Johnny Knoxville getting the win here. Hella fun match. You had all these jackass guys getting involved, you know, Chris Pontius, a.k.a. Party Boy. You had Wee Man uh, imitating the Andre the Giant slam <laughs> in the ring of Sami Zayn. Like, I, it was it was great. It was everything I think everybody kind of expected and would want out of a, this silly match. Props to Sami Zayn um, for selling everything. And, you know, yeah, he was he did a, really good with that. He was able to get some legit shots on these guys too, though. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did catch him a couple times. Like, all right, y'all boys, bro. The haluva kick on down. on Wee Man, dog. Greatness. That shit was nuts. Greatness. Pure greatness. Great. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that fight. It was it, like you said. It was everything you expected it to be. It didn't miss right. with that one. Um. After that, we had the Fatal 4-Way for the, the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella defending against uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, Sasha Banks and Naomi, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi pick up the win here. Good match, fun match. Um, I'm enjoying this. I mean, I I just like seeing the both Bro, of them in the yeah. ring at the same time. Yes, that's where Agreed. I'm at with it. They are and both because they, they are both great in ring workers. Bro, and they work great together. And yes, yes, they do. And Ultimately, no I am a fan. Yeah. They finish. Facts. They finish her with fire. Oh yay! Yeah, it was just fire all the way around. How about that? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) All right. Up next, we had AJ Styles versus Edge. AJ Styles, of course, bleeding before the match even starts. Uh, Yeah, like one of them star, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. he apparently the the star that's on the entrance set was really low. So he walked right into it, scraped his face. And they had to warn everybody else, like, hey, be careful. Walk down the middle. Uh, that's lit <laughs> yeah so um, this was a good match I, I don't think it 
quite lived up to the full expectations, but I think it's because they're continuing this. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely looked like they were holding back at times. Um, but I enjoyed it, and they continued the story by adding in a new character. Damian Priest has aligned himself with Edge. Um, it appears as though Edge is forming some kind of uh, uh, stable. Um, they kind of have that kind of dark goth look to them. Buddha. Um, so I'm interested to see who else could possibly join. The two names that I think make the absolute most sense character-wise would be Rhea Ripley, um, who is frustrated in her tag team with uh, Liv Morgan. Clearly. And I think after they lose next week, I think they're going to be done. So I think Rhea Ripley would fit great. A heel Rhea Ripley would fit great in there. Um, and Tommaso Ciampa, who just wrestled his last match in NXT um, and is presumably being moved up to the main roster. I feel like him, his look and everything kind of already fits that as well. But uh, it might be interesting. I like that. That is a, that is a very interesting look that you just added there, my right. friend. Hmm. <laughs> um, up next, kind of the throwaway match. It was the, a match that was supposed to be a night one, but they bumped it for time. Um, I think... A lot of it is because Biggie is hurt. Uh, it was the New Day, Kofi and Xavier versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. It was really a, a quick match that Sheamus and Rich Holland won. Like, like in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, like there was really no point. I think they only put it on there because they advertised that it was going to be on WrestleMania. And I'm sure they probably had family there. Um. Mm. So, yeah, they said, okay, we'll give you two minutes. Do what you can. Facts, B. So, that was kind of unfortunate. Um, up next. <sighs> this is going to have to be broken down into two different things. <laughs> so, first, we had Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Which, which was fucking awesome. I thought was a, it was fucking awesome. It was great. Pat did what Pat does um, that I've seen him do on NXT, but he did it at WrestleMania. He didn't botch like hit the backflip he landed, the, right? the the vertical up to the top rope to do the Bro, super that shit was live. Yeah. Was um, live. You know, he sold, he did what he had to do. Um, and he ended up getting the win, which I thought was even cooler. The fact that they actually gave him the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think we all can agree was great, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That was that was phenomenal. He did the damn thing, cause. Okay. That was awesome. Uh-oh. Well, sorry, I had to take a sip because the after effects. <laughs> all right. So, first things first. This is almost a three-segment thing. <laughs> segment, segment, segment number two, we somehow get Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. <laughs> Undefeated at WrestleMania, Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why this happened, yeah, it didn't... <laughs> but he proceeded to job to Vince McMahon. Right? 
<laughs> like Jit was getting knocked out Bro. cold by Vince by seventy six year old Vince McMahon clotheslines. Bro, Vince like, McMahon was beating this shit out of that. Yeah, I'm Vince, like, Vince really was beating this. Beating I was at the part like I'm feeling bad for I Pat. Really I'm like, was, damn. Bro. I was like, I was like, was this Bro. your punishment for getting the WrestleMania match? Like, this is like, hey, we'll give you the match, but this is what you got to deal with. Which I don't blame him for taking right. because I would do the exact same thing. Fuck it, hey. <laughs> I get you tell me I get a match on WrestleMania and I'm gonna win, yeah. and then I, what? I just got to get my ass kicked by you, your 76 year old ass after. Bet no, say when, less. Um, when Austin Theory um pulled him on the apron, I was like, what? Oh, I was like, bro, <laughs> this is so, I've been abused. <laughs> so and then Vince, you know, pins McAfee yeah. after punting the football into his oh, stomach oh, or that's whatever. Oh God, that's so silly. <laughs> Uh, pins him one, two, three. So Pat McAfee is one and one at WrestleMania. Although on his show, he was like, that, that wasn't a sanctioned match. He's like, he's like, I'm still fucking undefeated. He's like, I don't care. Um, okay. So, which leads to segment three (laughs) where Vince is holding up Austin Theory's hand. Vince's music's playing. And then it cuts to Austin Theory's music. And Vince looks all scared at first. Right? Like, <laughs> and, and from there, and from there, I was like, "Uh oh, I know what's about to happen." And then, sure enough, like five seconds later, the glass shatters, and Stone Cold makes his way out. Um, which was cool seeing him both nights. Wasn't expecting that. Definitely was not. Uh, so he comes out, starts to open up a can of whoop ass on Austin Theory, stuns him, boom. Great sell by he Austin. The fuck out Jit, Jit almost know? went over the top rope, it looked like. Like, Jit, Jit was so high. Um, I've never seen anyone so, so That shit was nuts, bro. Um, but no, so so he sold the stunner. Boom. Uh, Vince is now looking scared of the ring. Austin's like, hey, goddamn, let's have a beer. Uh, so he catches a couple of his... Uh, his uh, uh, broken skull loggers is here. Goddamn, Vince here. One, two, heart. What? Uh, you know, do their little beer chug, and then he uh, kind of gives Vince a stunner. Uh, we know Vince has always been bad at selling the stunner, um, <laughs> but this time was especially bad. As soon as he took that kick to the crotch, he almost collapsed. <laughs> Stone Cold's trying to pick him back up. He staggers back into the ropes and shit. Bro, and, then back, and then bounces back. And then he comes back from the rope and then basically just crumbles bro. into the stunner. <laughs> bro, that shit was bro. ridiculous. Bro. His body really <laughs> was so, bro. If you go back and watch Stone Cold gets up laughing because he knows how bad that shit was, bro. Probably got on his ass afterwards, like, bro, that was the best he had. Had to, bro. Yeah, so you know, Stone Cold gets to drink and gets to drink, and Pat McAfee gets welcomed into the ring because you know, of course, you're his friend now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he gets to cheer Stone Cold. They both to go up up on opposite turnbuckles and do the beer hit in Chaga, which I'm sure was an epic moment for Pat in his life. Right. Like, who'd have ever thought, hey, I'm fucking a punter for the uh, West Virginia whatever. And then, what, mount- they're Mountaineers, right? Yeah, the Mountaineers. Okay, and then 
oh, shit, all right, I'm a punter on Peyton Manning's team, you know, for the Indianapolis Colts. Cool, cool, cool. And I went and to the Super Bowl champ. No, he went went to a Super Bowl. He didn't he win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl they, they lost that year. Ooh. To the Saints? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't there for when they beat the Bears? Nope. Ooh. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, Damn, he's not a Super Bowl champ? Nope. Damn, trash out Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he is on the all decade team. He is on the all decade. Now, Maddo, he ain't got no ring with his ugly. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so it's like, yeah, so partner for this, cool. Oh, have a popular radio show. Boom. Now I'm fucking in the ring at WrestleMania, opposite turnbuckle to Stone Cold Steve Austin, doing his beer chug with his beers with him in the ring. Right. Oh, and then how am I going to follow this up in my life? By eating a fucking Stone Cold Stunner. And selling it with the spit of the beer coming out as you fall. He sold it so well. Great sell. And then, honestly, probably the best moment in WrestleMania for me was the shot after Pat rolls out and he's at the at the foot of the ring. Stone Cold's getting out of the ring. There's a, there's a cut shot to McAfee, who is laying on the ground just dumping a beer into his mouth as he's unconscious outside the ring. <laughs> Like dumping a beer into his own mouth, it is incredible. Yeah, he did that. that um, <laughs> uh, I'll show you. I'll send it to you. It's a gif, I believe, at this point. Just um, yeah, bro. So, so that was awesome. And that you know, and what a great spot on the card right before the main event. So right. you know, everybody's tuned in, ready to go. Um, and you know, the crowd was hot and electric for the main event, winner take all. For the WWE and Universal titles, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Um, while I will say this was a good match, it didn't live up to the nope. hype. No, um, I think I think a lot of this blame falls on Vince McMahon or whoever books the matches because when they tend to get these powerhouse guys against each other, they only like to see them do their signatures and finishing moves on each other. Right. Um, you, you get away from the whole wrestling match. Like if you see Brock Lesnar versus a smaller guy, you'll see wrestling aspects to the match. You want to see a couple moves, you know, or you get a Roman Reigns versus any, literally anybody else. Yeah. On this and he's run. doing drop kicks. Like, and... <laughs> yeah. But like this match, they literally just had him doing the shit that they had face Roman doing back in the day, as far as like Superman punch and spear attempts. And that's literally, pretty much that's it. All he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it was like, it was it was definitely unfortunate. He didn't even they, do they, his they little submission hit, move that no. he'd be doing. Where he, yeah, right. like, like how do you not do like something that you do every other show? Yeah, so I don't know if it was Vince who booked the match or whatever and said no, no, this is how I want it done. Like uh, it was it was it was disappointing. There there was more finishers given than punches thrown. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns won, so the right thing happened. Uh, thank goodness. Um, Factoids. Yeah, no, it was just... I guess that's the problem when you, you know, bill it as the biggest main event of all time and the all this kind of stuff. You, you get these expectations and then you kind of deliver that. And it's like, especially when you've seen both guys have better matches. Right. Facts. You know. Um, 
Yeah, like so, you well, can't advertise something as like the greatest wrestling match of all time, and then it. How how do you live up to that? Like you, I I feel like you should never do that. Like you can't give something like you just have to name it something, and then people have to give it that title. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell me this is going to be the most stupendous main event. It's like, no. Can you really promise no, that? Because I saw, we've seen some pretty, we've seen some pretty fucking epic. Because... Honestly, I don't know if I don't know if many WrestleManias could beat WrestleMania 30, where Daniel Bryan had to run the gauntlet of fighting Triple H just to earn a spot in the main event to make it a triple threat against Daniel against uh, Randy Orton and uh, Batista. So that was when the whole yes movement started and like he culminated with him winning the titles, you know, after two grueling matches, like ribs taped and everything. Like I don't see many matches beating that. Like it was too good of a story. Like, so what are they really going to do in the ring right now that you're making this the most stupendous, best epic main event of all time? It's like, fuck, like, okay. (laughs) Aggie. Yeah. So, wasn't a bad match again, but uh, it just kind of eh, fell flat. Uh, Roman Reigns did appear to be legitimately hurt. Uh, looked like his his shoulder was out of the socket, um, but he did pop it back in at the end of the match. Uh, he was able to pull on the rope and pop it back in. Um, so it looks like he probably avoided injury there because on Monday he had better mobility ever for sure and just looked like a little bit of bruising still, but definitely not as bad as it was Sunday night. Um, and regardless, even if I, if he was hurt, I felt like they wouldn't strip him of the title. I feel like they would kind of just figure out a story arc, maybe kind of keep his injury on the low and just do a story arc to where like he's not getting touched. Right. You know, while he recovers. Um but yeah, so, you know, the night ended with him holding both belts above his head, as it should have. Um, but all in all, WrestleMania was fun. Uh, looking forward to going next year, because um, that's my goal, and it's going to happen. Well, the next question I got to ask is, what the fuck are they going to do with the belts now? I don't know, man. That's, that's I really I really am unsure. Uh, as of right now, it seems like Roman's going to be drifting. I don't know if they're going to make a new belt. Or if they're going to just retire one of the belts, kind of like they did with the World Heavyweight Championship belt when that went away, the one from WCW, Mm -hmm. which is still my favorite title. I think it was beautiful. It was a beautiful-looking belt. Run it back. Yeah. Um, Just give us a new belt. I'm tired of looking at that damn, what is it, a Pentagon? Whatever the fuck it is. It's that giant, like, whatever gone. I'm tired of looking at that shit, that goddamn, that rock bullshit. That's boring, bro. You remember they brought that in with the rock when the rock was uh-huh. like, "Oh, this belt needs a new uh, look." Right. Like, fuck out of here. It's like, been ugly, man. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that was WrestleMania. Oh, we did, you know, do picks. No, we and didn't. I will say, stop lying. I am upset because uh, I'm upset. I came in first. I went thirteen and one with my Ooh, picks. Who's your one? I took Ronda Rousey over Charlotte Flair. Damn. She was supposed to win. You're upset. As did all of us. But yeah, I, I went thirteen and one. Uh, Willie, you went. You came in second. You went twelve and two. Thank you, sir. Uh, Nels went eleven and three. 
and Ooh. Dylan went nine and five. Ooh, I suck. <laughs> yeah, so that was WrestleMania. Also, the you know the Hall of Fame happened. I don't really want to delve deep on it. It was a fun watch. Get to hear some good stories. The Undertaker talked for about forty five minutes. His speech. I listened to all forty five minutes, y'all boys. So good. Like it's really, it was really good to kind of see behind, like, like the real, the real, you know, Mark Calloway type shit. Um, yeah, it was so. funny to see him try to keep character too. Right. Uh, not a fan that he didn't mention McFoley at all, though. Yeah, I noticed that too. What's up I, with that? I would venture to say that was Vince. Really? Yeah. Mick Foley's been very critical of WWE as of late, and he's been very public on social media about that. Mm, you don't um, say. So I have a feeling Vince was like, don't mention that motherfucker. Oh, you don't yeah. say. I want to be shocked because you know Undertaker is Vince's boy. Like, if Vince doesn't want something said, he ain't going to say it. He'll I'm just, just shocked. I'm shocked. He'll probably he text Mick on the side and be like, "Hey, look, Vince doesn't want me to whatever. Like, I just want to let you know I appreciate you." Da, da, da. And he's like, "I don't care." Yeah. Listen, I I was just shocked that he didn't mention Sarah. Nah, fuck Sarah, bro. Okay. If you do enough to where you you got to remove the tattoo completely, yeah, no, 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 you ain't thinking her. But Bet that up, wolf. Shout out to Sarah and whatever the fuck you did to fuck up. Jesus. Or not. All right. Well, that's it. Willie, tell him some shit about basketball or something, bro. It's the playoffs about to start. Yeah, like, Willie, you came in late, bro. You should already know the vibes. Tighten up, Jit. Yeah, Jit. Jit, come on, Jit. Jit. Your shit muted? Jit. Oh, oh, we can't hear you if you're talking. Oh, that's awkward. It happens every (laughs) That's all right. You go ahead and leave and then come back in and we'll we'll get we'll we'll keep talking. Then leave. We'll talk to the people. Then leave. Um something, 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 something. Then leave. I will say that uh you know, baseball starting back up. Don't care. I was about to say, I don't know why uh, you bring it that up because you definitely don't. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know. My bad. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Not my bad. <laughs> I got you, bro. Bro, okay, so there's a lot of NBA shit that's been going on. So supposedly, Ooh, this is something that high, you know I've been hearing, man. I've been hearing a lot of things, man. They said that the Bulls are the most. They said the Bulls are the most disappointing team in the league this year. The Bulls, and, and I would say, and I and I was like, oh, big. Well, they said because of the collapse or whatever, and I was like, I was like, do the Lakers not exist? I was about to say, does that person work for the Lakers? Right, because <laughs> right, because like I'm, I'm just saying like, okay, this was the most wild stat I've ever heard. But so since the beginning of sports betting, there have the top two teams in NBA title odds have made the playoffs every year 
since sports betting began. So who knows when that was, right? Mm-hmm. For the NBA, the the 2021-2022 Lakers are the first team to ever do so, to not make the playoffs in that history. That's crazy. And they were and they were title favorites. Sheesh. Crazy. Yeah. Um, John Morant though. John Morant, he got a legitimate shot at MVP, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the Joker versus Embiid, and I think they're going to give it to Embiid, even though Joker's numbers down the stretch have been amazing. That man has been averaging 33, 15, and 7. What? Yes. Like a bucket. Um, but the Nets um have waived James Johnson right before the uh, postseason. You know, they're about to have a playing game. They said you will not see Ben Simmons until probably the um uh, the first round if if he plays. I like I really don't know. Um we're about to have play ins though. So at the end um the season I believe we have three more games. <laughs> But God bless at you. The, we have two games actually. <laughs> There's two games left in the season. But let me go through the um the one through the one through eight for um each conference. And we still have the play in, so be mindful that the nine, ten, and the is it just the nine wait, is just the nine and the ten, right? Are available to play in the play in tournament, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. So we got um for the East, we got the number one seed. We got Miami Heat at fifty two and twenty eight. You got the Bucks at number two. You got Boston at number three. Philadelphia at number four. Toronto at number five. Chicago at number six. Cleveland at number seven. Brooklyn at number eight. Atlanta at nine. Charlotte at ten. Shout out to Charlotte, y'all boys. And Charlotte will be in there, so they're in the play-in. They're in the play-in. And, you know, they're only one game out, and there's two games left. So, you know, they could end up – they could be the eight seed. They could be the seven, depending on how it rolls out. But Chicago officially made the playoffs um, last night. Well, yes, well, today, actually. So the one through the six seeds are already locked. So that means the play-in is Cleveland, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Charlotte. As far as the Western Conference, so now this was, I think this was why they were saying that, I think it's interesting that, you know, Embiid, these guys, Embiid and Jokic are guys that are MVP candidates, but their teams are not the number one teams in their conference. Mm. You know, I'm just saying like the Miami Heat, I like, you know, they're 52 and 28, you know. You know, I'm that's the third best record in the league. No one's talking about any of their guys. Facts. For, for any of but them. I mean, but I mean the team, but we know that that team is more predicated yeah. on team play than anything. So that's what they that's what they gonna, you know, worry about. Right. Right. Um, you know, I think if I think if John Morant had been healthier this year. Um, he would be in the MVP race. Oh, 
um, better than he more than he is now. I think he's missed fifteen games. Yes, sixteen. I think they're fifteen and one without him or something like that. Yeah, and they're fifteen. Yeah, they're fifteen and one without him. So you know, is he a legitimate MVP candidate if your team is playing that well without you? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, your team is obviously better with you. But yeah, that's true. But I mean, they're they're pretty damn good without you. But they're pretty damn good without you. Um, you know, we got go um, so we got Golden State at the three, Dallas at the four. Dallas, you know, they made an emergence. I remember um, Dallas was not in the playoffs at the um, at the All Star break, and I remember we had talked about that. Dallas was about the ten seed, mm-hmm. and to go from the ten seed to the four seed, I think that speaks to Jason Kidd. I think that speaks to healthy, in shape Luka Doncic. That speaks to Finney Smith, Jalen Brunson, um, mm. Tim Hardaway. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, man, he gonna get that um that four year ninety, and I don't know where he better. I hope it's with the Mavericks, but he could go anywhere, man. I think he's um, but I think it might be restricted, um, in off season. Um, we got the Jazz at the five seed. Um, uh, you got Denver at six. You got Minnesota at seven. Which you know, shout out to Minnesota because this team was Minnesota. Did this team win twenty games last year? Mm, if they did, it was barely. I want to say it was like twenty three games last year, and you're forty five and thirty five. That's a great turnaround. It you got the Clippers at the eight. Turnaround. You got the uh, New Orleans at nine and San Antonio at ten, and everybody else is out to playoffs. So for the West, it could still change. So for the final seed, which is the sixth seed, it could be either Denver or Minnesota, but they're two games up. So it's not, you know, so probably the play-in will end up being Minnesota, Clippers, New Orleans, and San Antonio. And I like the Clippers in Minnesota winning out because unfortunately, San Antonio, like, they just... They're just really, they're just, they're just not that good, man. Facts, bro. To be honest. A big, massive, like massive, massive facts, bro. Like, they have solid players, but they're just not good. Preach it. Preach it, brother. Preach I think it, it's, brother. I think it's crazy, though, because think about it. I think this. you're crazy. This, no, I'm just saying, the Lakers, man, this team was, this team really went 30, it's 31 and 48. Them boys is lit. Shout out to all Laker fans around the world. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Because you right. guys, y'all know how to pick them. <laughs> Listen, bro. You know, the whole thing about it is, is that they got to let the GMs got to stop GMing. <laughs> yeah, good luck Number one. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think like Magic Johnson said, that, you know, the biggest thing they ever did would raise, would raise hella L's for them is the fact that, you know, they let Magic Johnson go. Magic Johnson said it best on ESPN, like straight up. Like, that contract that they picked up for Westbrook prevented them from keeping their core pieces, right? Not only did it keep them from having their, from their keeping their core pieces, but also they couldn't get DeRozan, who wanted to be a Laker. Mm. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. It's like, so imagine if you would have had a roster 
that would have still had Caruso, still had KCP, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about a completely different team, if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? So, time will tell. Time will tell. Um, Dude. But, I mean, I don't know. Is there any team that you're looking forward to that you think is going to spaz in the playoffs? Buddha? Uh... Not really. I'm just any storyline? To... Any storylines you're looking into? Not yet. No. Um, I'll just be watching and enjoying. Um, you know, I'll be rooting for the Heat on the East. I'll be rooting for Golden State on the West. Uh, I, I have a random question. That has nothing to do with the playoffs. So I was just thinking about this today. Y'all know how when um. Like let's say the Heat be doing they uh like little retro jerseys or whatever. The Heat, how like yeah, yeah, how like the court the the court will match those yeah. retro jerseys. Yeah, how does that happen? Is like the court just a bunch of panels that they just interchange? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I've never been to an NBA game, so I never I don't know how that that's like done. I didn't know if the court was one giant piece of thing or if there was just panels that pop in and out. Yeah, so it's actually all individual panels. So, like, you can, like, really, like, pop them out. But, like, really with, like, NBA, they've, like, really done it to the point where it's, like, an entire, like, foam floor underneath. And Mm. then they can literally just, like, pop it out piece by piece. But I'm sure now they they just do giant um, pieces of court now, though. You know, like, probably, like, four or five pieces, I would imagine. Rather than like it being split up into being like individuals, I would hope. Facts, bro. No, that makes sense. Big facts, Woods, bro. Because bro, if not, that shit would take forever. It would. But um, my favorites in the um West are definitely Phoenix again. But I think Golden State is definitely a team to watch if Steph Curry can return for the playoffs. That's my. Um, that's the storyline I'm watching right there. Yeah, Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Like Steph Curry is definitely the story in the West, and I think the story in the East is really can Milwaukee repeat? Mm. I'm like, and like, it's because I think it's like, all right, like you know, it's not like you know how like the Spurs, the Spurs would not always be the number one seed, right? You know, they're they're the two, they're the three. They 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 won sixty games. They won fifty games, but you know they're right there, and then they win the championship. I feel like you know, I'm gonna say it. You know, Budenholzer, he is a um, Popovich. Disciple. Yeah, he's from he's he's from he's from that tree for sure. You know? Yeah, he is from that tree. He already won a ring. He said, "All right, you know, he probably called Pop over the summer." Hey, what do I do with these guys? Oh, you know, hey, you know they don't got to play every game. They don't got to do this, you know. They went fifty and thirty, but they still the number two seed. Facts. And and they have they can they clinch the division, so I think they have home court. Well, they they primarily have home court at least in the first round. That's, I, you know, Giannis. They would have wouldn't they have? I thought they'd have they have home court all the way into the second round. I mean, into the yeah. third round, they would they wouldn't have to worry about home court until they get to the conference the, finals, and that's if finals. and that's if them boys yeah. win that bitch. Yeah, Facts. 
So, you know, and I think it's, you know, Phoenix again. I think um, Devin Booker's been on his, on his stuff lately. I don't know, y'all, he had um, 22 and a quarter and then 49 in, um, in the game. You know, um, but I think I think um, also if the net if can the Nets get into the playoffs, that's another um, storyline. I think they will, and I think they get to the conference finals. Sheesh! And they knock out the Seventy uh, Sixers. Oh, I love yeah. it. They'll beat the Seventy Sixers in the seven game series. No worries. No worries about that. I, I am not worried about the 76ers in playoff. And I, and I hope Ben come back. Yo, who comes back? Ben Simmons? Oh, oh so he can beat their ass? Oh, because all he got to do is pass, bro. I don't got to score. <laughs> all them he don't. Shoot. I don't got to score. And he could just be in the post rebounding and passing out the post. The, exactly. <laughs> he could be at the five. <laughs> Facts. But um, bro, that's it for NBA, man. All right, it's gonna, well, it's gonna, it's gonna be a wild ride for the playoffs, man. We was definitely talking about baseball before you got back on. I know you got some Ugh. things to say. Ah, it's opening day. Boo. Opening day, and baseball's here. We are here for 180 games, and I'm gonna try my best to keep you updated. Um, you know, there's okay. First, I think the first news that started was. Um. Well, as you know, next well, next Thursday, uh, well, actually next Friday is Jackie Robinson Day. So you know, I gotta shout that out before uh, I say anything about baseball because without Jackie Robinson, you know, I, I'm not a fan of baseball to be honest. Like, <laughs> so um, I really appreciate guys like that because you know they really paved the way for you know black players and you know, but um. It's opening day, and the story is Otani. That's the story. That's all it's going to be about is the MVP going to continue his reign of dominance. (laughs) And I say yes. And I hate the Angels. (laughs) But there's no denying his greatness. I'm the starting pitcher on opening day. And I'm the lead off batter. I'm number one. If you if you bat lead, you know you got to bat. You the man, bro. You the man. You are the man. So, and then, if I choose you as my my opening day pitcher, that means you are my best pitcher. That's facts. Like hands down, you are my best pitcher. Which I have to get to another storyline because there is a crazy storyline that I have to talk to you about in the MLB that has to do with the Royals. But Otani, let's see if he can, you know, continue that that role. But you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a slow season. You know, it's it's game one of one hundred eight. Um, there was the Pittsburgh Pirates signed their biggest MLB deal ever. And it was for $70 million. And isn't that insane? Comparing to all of these other deals that all of these other players have gotten throughout. Just because think about it. Derek, wasn't Derek Jeter making $70 million? <laughs> And this guy got $70 million over eight years. 
I mean, he is playing. He is playing third. He is. He is a new player. You know, he's. This is like like his second or third year in the league. You know, but I think it's gonna be interesting to see where he turns out to be. I, they, you know, they say he's gonna be an all star this year, and really? I believe it. And I believe it. You know, hey, third the third base position, it's it's not strong. The hot corner, it's not strong. The um, hot corner, baby. I think there's been. You know, there's been a lot of interesting things that have come out between the Dodgers and the Braves. It's like a feud. It really is a feud because, like, I don't know if you've seen um, Acuna, Acuna, you know, Acuna, who was, like, the star player for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, you know, he's, he's he's the guy. You know, he tore his ACL. You know, they won the – they I, and I think that was something that was interesting. You know, they won – a ring without him, and it's like, hmm. it's like, do you think, like, do you, do you try to, do you move on? Do you, do you see what else is out there? But you don't. You, you, you get, you, you upgrade and you get rid of Freddie Freeman, who was the MVP. He was going to be a lot of money too, though, and I don't know if they had the room for that, especially after giving Acuna his deal. I mean, yeah. before he got hurt, but, Acuna was looking like that guy, so that's not fair to do but, that either. But you also traded for Matt Olson. Matt Olson is also one of the highest-paid players in the league. I mean, they don't see value in Freeman. They feel like they can get another Freeman. I th- that's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that's why the Dodgers picked him up. Mm-hmm. So the thing was that they were saying that there's a few that there was like that there was issues between Acuna and Freeman. Which is why they traded for Olsen. Which, you know, there was a little bit, you know, here and there, you know, a little it's all talk though. So I don't know. We'll we'll see, you know, if it's really a story come whenever they play. Because I think that's that's when it decides, you know. If if he gets hit with the pitch, you'll know there might be a little bit of there might be something there. If he doesn't We'll be all right. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting though. There's um the with the but the story I was gonna tell you about with the Kansas City Royals, so Zach Grinky. You know who Zach Grinky is? Yeah, the pitcher. Zach Grinky was the youngest um starter in Kansas City Royals history. Right. In two thousand and ten. Right. Circle back twelve years later, Zach Grinky is this the opening day starter. For the Kansas City Royals, didn't he leave the Royals too for a little? He left. Yeah, he left the Royals. I think he 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 had even been out of baseball at a time. Really? Here he now here he's back. So that's that's like a feel good story. But you know, I think the season is going to be great. Um, there's so many great players. I think that's something that, like, is um, really forgotten about in baseball is, like, you know, that, like, like Mike Trout. Like, when when is the last time we mentioned him? He's been hurting shit, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he has been. But Baseball players be getting hurt. That's yeah. really the problem. They they do be getting hurt, and then they get forgotten about because they mm-hmm. got, like Bryce, like, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper had almost, like, a career year last year. But no one really talked about it because after he got hurt, it, you, you know, you kind of just you kind of lose your hype, and that's I think that's another interesting storyline that's about to be coming out with um, Cody Bellinger, 
because you know Cody Bellinger had a down year last year, and now they're like, all right, are you going to be the MVP again? Because you know there is no there is no loyalty in baseball, and I think that's something <laughs> that that's so true. There's they do no not care. They there's no loyalty, no bro. Like it doesn't matter. Like Aaron, like I think Aaron Judge is gonna quickly find that out. Like if you don't sign that deal, the Yankees will find another Aaron Judge. Oh, for sure. There was an Aaron Judge before Aaron Judge with his ugly. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid ass little so, boy. You know. But other than that, man, it's I'm just glad it's baseball season. Um, I'm going on Thursday to the Dodgers game. I might go again on Friday uh, for the Jackie Robinson day. Uh, but I'll let y'all know. That's like, how long of a drive is it from Vegas to Los Angeles? It's like four hours. And like what, like an hour flight? Yeah, long like forty five minute flight. Are the flights cheap? Oh, uh, depends. Sometimes like ninety bucks. It's all depends. Nice. All right, let's do underrated bars of fame for the song that Buddha is yet to listen to, but will right after the show. Oh, I might have not heard it either. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we do that, we'd be remiss to not shout out the NCAA Women's Champion, South Carolina. Okay. Oh, and, and the 239. Yeah, Fort yeah. Myers. Yeah, Destiny. Go, Destiny wait, and, uh, she's yeah. a dumb bar. Yeah. No, she's she not dumb bar. bar. She, she graduated Fort from uh, Fort Myers High. Fort Myers High School. Mm-hmm. She graduated from Fort Myers 20, High School. She, she won. Well, first off, Aaliyah Boston is a beast. Destiny Henderson is a beast. She won three straight state championships with her team here in Fort Myers and then won like an AAU national championship in like the eighth grade and represented Team USA in like the U17 or some FIBA thing. So she, she did her yeah, thing. She's nice with it. She is very nice with it. As is Boston. It was a nice little moment when Aaliyah Boston um, shouted out Candace Parker, told her, I love you. Candace Parker said, I love you back. That was cool. Shout out to women's basketball. Secondly, shout out to the Kansas men's basketball team for winning the national championship, beating University of North Carolina. They was down as much as like 16, came on a crazy run, ended up winning by three. Big man moves on behalf of Kansas. Shout out to Kansas, real talk. Um, shit, now, now we've wrapped up the world of sports. Sports. Sporting world. World of sports. Sports. All right, anyway. Um, let's talk about this uh, underrated bars of fame, which is "Follow You" by Imagine Dragons. You know I got your number, number all night. I'm always on your team. I got your back, all right. Taking those, taking those losses, if it treats you right. I want to put you into the spotlight. If the world would only know what you've been holding back, heart attacks every night. Oh, you know it's not right. I will follow you way down wherever you may go. I'll follow you way down to your deepest low. I'll always be around wherever life takes you. You know I'll follow you. Call you up. You've been crying, crying all night. You're only disappointed in yourself. All right. Taking those, taking those losses if it treats you right. I want to take you into the sunlight. If the world would only know what you've been holding back. Heart attacks every night. Oh, no, you, oh, you know it's not right. I will follow you way down wherever you may go. 
I'll follow you way down to your deepest low. I'll always be around wherever life takes you. You know I'll follow you. And then you got the na 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 You know I'll follow you. You're not the type to give her. You're not the type to give herself enough love. She lived her life hand in a tight glove. I wish that I could fix it. I could fix it for you. But instead, I'll be right here coming through. I will follow you way down wherever you may go. I'll follow you way down to your deepest low. I'll always be around wherever life takes you. You know I'll follow you. Underrated bars of fame. Quality. Imagine Dragons, follow you. If you haven't heard it, give it a listen. Five slap five. And get jiggy with it. So, Buddha, how can they reach us on email? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. Instagram. Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Twitter. Balls underscore podcast. It's time to get off the air. Hey, how many times have you done this? 226? Yeah. For the 226th time, well, for the 226th time, we are done. We appreciate y'all for listening to us, man. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but here you are with us, and we appreciate it so, 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 so much. Just keep giving us these clicks and these listens, and we're going to keep giving you this content to vibe to and ride to and potentially get high to. Like Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Adios. See you later.